Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I used to beat the hell out of myself when I failed at imagining. This is where I point out that I can never truly fail at imagining because as Neville says, man is all imagination and imagination is God. But I'm going to use the word fail in this episode to differentiate between the times I successfully imagined a wish fulfilled and experienced its fulfillment and the times I imagined a wish fulfilled but did not experience it or gave up before I experienced it. I mentioned in my last episode that even though I stepped out of my wheelchair uh, after a few weeks of studying Neville, I have had plenty of failures since then. Back then, I imagined so much pressure on myself to keep the miracles coming. I put the healing on a pedestal and was terrified that I couldn't duplicate something so momentous in my life. And then what would Kim think and what would the kids think? They would think I was a fool, a fraud. This stuff doesn't work. So I kicked my studies into high gear, reading and listening to Neville incessantly, buying meditation CDs, picking up system after system from anyone who said they were an expert in all this. And those things were unnecessary. Looking back over the last few years at my wins and my many failures, I can tell you what worked for me and what didn't. Have you ever been on the highway in extremely slow-moving traffic and you get far up enough, uh, far ahead up the road and you see there's a crash on the opposite side of the road and you realize there was no reason for your side of the road to be moving so slowly except for the rubberneckers. Those drivers that just have to stare at the crash, taking in all the gory details. They're so caught up in what's going on on the opposite side of the highway, they're causing a slowdown on your side. I'm guilty of being a rubbernecker. I have stared at the crash, looking at all the damage, wondering how it all happened. That's awful. Look at that. And now I'm no longer paying attention to the road in front of me. I've done that many times with events in my life. Let's say I've imagined myself into a healthy state. And I'm trucking along and I hear a story about someone I know that caught some awful bug and I rubberneck. I start listening intently staring at the news, reacting to what I heard. And instead of remaining in my healthy state, I give life to what I'm hearing on the news. And before long, I find myself watching the news intently every morning and reading all sorts of horror stories on Facebook, reacting. Oh, that's awful. Look at that. What a tragedy. And I'm no longer dwelling in my preferred state. I am now in a state where me getting sick is very tangible possibility. Is that a tickle in the back of my throat? Oh, shit. Oh, here it comes. (laughs) Or I imagine myself into a wealthy state, and as I'm going through my day, I get a Google Calendar reminder that a bill is due, and I start rubbernecking. I stare at that due date. I react to it. I start giving life to fear and doubt again. Oh, that's awful. Look at that. How am I going to pay for that? What's going on? How did this happen? Why isn't this working? Oh, shit. I'm such a loser. Other people have no problems manifesting money. What's my problem? Those guys on Facebook are flashing their Lambos and their yachts, and I can't pay the freaking water bill. I can't stand this anymore. And I find myself so far removed from the state of wealth, it feels like I'm never going to accomplish anything else in my life. 
Ever been there? I used to get so caught up in thoughts like that and remain firmly fixed in my good old, trusty, comfortable state of lack. There's a certain quality associated with my failures. Timidity. Dictionary.com defines timidity as lacking in self-assurance, courage, or bravery. Easily alarmed. Well, that describes me perfectly. That has been me so often in my life. When I approach a problem in imagination and I'm timid about it, I will fail. Again, I'm not really failing. I'm manifesting or experiencing exactly what I am imagining, but I fail in manifesting a specific wish fulfilled. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can never truly fail at imagining, <laughs> but getting the things, the specific things that I want is what I'm talking about. If you haven't read Neville's lecture, Brazen Impudence, I recommend it. Neville says we need to adjust our thinking to no longer taking no for an answer. No longer accept what tradition or families say is possible or right for us. No longer allowing the way things used to be dictate how they must be now. It's like at a restaurant. I don't suggest to the waiter what I want. And then if it isn't too much trouble, maybe he'll decide I deserve the dish. <sighs> I'll just take what he brings because I just need to eat. It doesn't have to be tasty. No! I know what I want, and I don't ask anyone if they think it's possible or if I deserve it. I boldly assume the feeling of my wish fulfilled, and I carry on from that new state of mind. Moving states isn't difficult. When I have a desire to experience something else and assume the feeling of already having it or being it, I move into a new state. If I sustain that feeling, that state, I will experience it in my world. Sustaining the state isn't complicated. When I notice I'm reacting to something as if I'm not in my preferred state, well, I move right then back into it. I bring up that feeling again. And when I say feeling, I'm talking about that knowingness, that knowing feeling that I have already imagined my wish fulfilled and it must come about. If I know that my present circumstances will pass because I've moved in imagination, then how I react to those circumstances is different than if I were in my prior state, seeing no end to what I was experiencing. My state of mind is different, so my reactions are different. There have been plenty of times when I haven't paid attention to what I am imagining throughout my day, and before I know it, the old timid state is back and I start second-guessing myself, negotiating, deciding that I'd be happy with something less than what I truly want. And then I'd go even darker sometimes. Here I am again, failing. I'm no good at this. What will people think? Quite often I find myself in an unlovely state and instead of immediately moving in imagination into my preferred state, I'd wallow around in that shit state. Wondering what it all means. Why am I in this awful state? This imagination stuff is so hard. <laughs> I don't do that now. When I am in a shit state, I know what it means. I don't have to wonder what it means. It means I am in a shit state. And I moved into that shit state by being conscious of it. I don't waste time worrying about the implications of those states. I know I caused it, and I know how to get out of it. I don't beat myself up over it 
or worry about what anyone will think. I move. When I look back and notice what I did for those wins, it's very different. It really seems how uh, it seems crazy how simple it really is. I decide what it is I want, and I assume that it's done. I feel that it's done. I know that it's done. And I refuse to reenact my old stories when something pops up that seems to counter what I've already assumed to be true. I respond differently to circumstances. I'll give you a recent example. I've been wanting a new computer for some time now. I've been using a laptop, which was great when I first got it, but it just can't keep up like it did several years ago. Now, a few weeks ago, I decided it was time to stop wanting a new computer and accept the reality of having a new computer. I just placed myself in a chair in front of a new desktop and saw my editing software open on the screen, and I felt the satisfaction of having a new computer. This just took a few seconds. Now, afterward, my old laptop was still sitting in front of me, and I was still dealing with the slowness of that laptop for a few weeks but I trusted my imaginal act and I didn't try to figure out how it was going to be done. I couldn't have figured this one out. <laughs> Last week, my 17-year-old son told me that he had gotten an early birthday present for me. He had ordered all the components and had a beautiful, oh my God, a beautiful new computer built for me. It's so freaking fast. It can handle any, anything I throw at it. My laptop used to be so slow and crashed when I would open my video editing software. Now this thing doesn't miss a beat. It's beautiful. Now when I imagined being at my new computer, I couldn't have devised how it was going to come about. I couldn't have come up with my son being the one to do it, but that's how it happened. I simply decided what I wanted and I trusted that it was done. It was a simple decision and just that moment of feeling the reality of it, the satisfaction of knowing I did it. You might think, eh, it was for something that wasn't very important to you. I mean, you still had a laptop, having a new computer is not that big a deal, not as important as health or money or relationships. Those things are much more difficult. It's the same law. It's the law of assumption. There's no difference between my desire for a new computer or financial freedom or being fit and healthy. I used to think there was a difference. I thought some things were more difficult than others. But back then, I hadn't developed a relationship with myself, with my true self. So I was all over the place. Some wins, many, many failures. <laughs> but by actively moving in imagination daily for every desire and just for the fun of it, I got to know myself to the point of trusting imagination. How will you ever notice what works for you and what doesn't if you focus on one thing and never explore imagination and have fun with it? I can see clearly the times I imagined my wish fulfilled, then sat around watching my bank account, wondering why the numbers haven't increased or wondering why I'm still having symptoms when I imagine being healthy. Then I sink into worry and fear, feeling sorry for myself, making it so damned difficult. And I can see clearly the times I succeeded came from a simple assumption that it was done. I took it for granted that my wish is fulfilled. I took it for granted. Do you know what that feels like? That kind of feeling? That's what I'm talking about. Knowing what I want, I took for granted that it was done. 
And I went about my day, and I do go about my day enjoying life, knowing that whatever the present circumstance is, it's passing. Now, you will eventually remember who you are. Oh, yeah, you will. No, I won't, Mike. I'm not interested in that. You still will. You'll remember who you are, and you'll want to talk about that with anyone and everyone you meet. You won't be able to contain it. You'll see how everything has always been yours. All of these things I'm talking about in this episode, <laughs> money and relationships and health, you'll see they've always, always been yours. You just weren't aware of it. And getting material things seems so vitally important to you. You'll still have desires, but those things that used to seem so important aren't as important anymore. I used to think that this uh, remembering or experiencing the promise, as Neville talks about, meant that, oh, then I'm going to, you know, what about my relationships and money and, and a cool TV? I, I'm, I'm still going to want those things. I don't want to give up all that. You're not giving up desires. You're not <laughs> wearing burlap and living in the woods. But you realize, oh, it's all been mine already. And so this pressure is gone, this desperation, this feeling of, oh, I got to have these things. I got to have this and that and that person, or I can't be happy. That falls away. That desperate feeling, that pressure disappears. Why not assume you remember who you are? If you want to experience the promise as Neville describes it, assume you have. Imagine the thrill of telling someone what you've experienced and then enjoy the ride. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty. 